I have watched The Bachelor slash The Bachelorette since I was old enough for that to be appropriate. So probably have watched like 10 or 12 seasons, right? Okay. And have always been fascinated by the people who would go on to the show, which recently found some satisfaction in the fact that my roommate started dating a Bachelorette contestant. And she had been telling me about him for like several weeks. I wanted to know everything about him. He lives on a houseboat in the Hudson River. He got kicked off on like the second episode, I believe. He did not receive a rose. He told us that he had like TP'd the Bachelor Mansion with the Bachelorette, but they cut that part out of the show and they just left one sad, lonely image of the house covered in toilet paper with no explanation. It's like a really haunting shot. You should go back and watch it. He came to our house and, and you know, spent the night. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was so excited to meet him. I had so many questions. My roommate had told me that he was in a group text with all of the guys who got kicked off the show. And I was like, I need to see the group text. I think seeing the group text would change my life. And then he came to our house and I was like, hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm obsessed with The Bachelorette. Please tell me everything you can possibly tell me without, you know, getting your pantsuit off. And he wouldn't tell me anything. He didn't tell me a single thing. It was the most deeply hurt I've been in my entire life. That's not true, but I was it was deeply harmful to me. So then I looked up his YouTube channel and found some music videos he made and, and uh, put them on the internet for everyone to see out of spite. Hello, and welcome to What's Tech, a podcast for TheVerge.com that is often about things that have nothing to do with tech, except for that I really like them and I kind of force it to work. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant. I'm your humble host. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, my friend, social media manager at TheVerge.com, Caitlin Tiffany. How are you doing? Good. I'm in in this little panic room covered in foam recording a podcast. That's nice. Yeah. Um, Let's take it from the top. We'll get to how The Bachelor has plenty to do with technology later. I'm, I'm, I imagine for those of you who haven't turned off the podcast uh, out of rage, you <laughs> will be rewarded, I assure you. Um, what is The Bachelor uh, in, in its most basic form? Okay, um, so The Bachelor is a competitive dating reality show in which one man, The Bachelor, is supported by 25 women and basically each week he decides which ones he likes the best and he gives them roses and they get to stay and go through the weeks winnow it down last lady left getting married well getting engaged getting engaged or sometimes not but not engaged sometimes the idea you know is for them to eventually get married the goal is the goal is marriage the goal has been met six times out of 21 seasons, which is actually pretty high when you think about it. I mean, given that it's kind of a crazy conceit, but you know. Some could say it's the ultimate game. Yes, because the prize is the ultimate prize. Love, you know? Yeah, I guess, when you put it like that. Yeah. Not money, not fame, love. Sometimes money and fame too, but you know. Most of the time, money and fame. Mostly, for a short period, but love forever. Yeah, love. <laughs> what What is the origin story of the show, and how long has this been going on? 
Okay, so The Bachelor started in the early 2000s, around the same time as like Survivor and Fear Factor, and I think Real World was still going on. It was like the the early age of competitive reality TV. I think Project Runway started in 2004, so a little bit ahead of that. American Idol was also starting at the same time. Anyway, um, it was created by this guy. His name is Mike Fleiss. He... um created this show who wants to marry a multimillionaire mm-hmm. which is really a mouthful um but that was a similar show in which there was like a rich dude but um and 50 women competed for him but you didn't see him until the end and then he like came out of a little pod and was like hi i'm your <laughs> husband but that was like a national scandal because it turned out that the the multimillionaire had been arrested for stalking his ex-girlfriend and he was just genuinely like pretty bad and crazy so this guy he was like kind of laying low for a while and then he said the idea for the bachelor just sprung into his head fully formed the roses the hometown dates all of it and um he shopped it around to a bunch of different networks and they're all like no remember when you did this terrible thing with like the stalker guy Um, (laughs) and I guess finally he went to ABC and they were like, okay, sure, but you can only have a million dollars to make the entire show. (laughs) So he had to, he had to really cut it down. Originally he wanted there to be 50 contestants like his old show and like every week a new destination. So it got pared down and then The Bachelor sprung up, fully formed. Only I think the original season was much shorter than it is now. I mean, it's crazy when you think a million dollars. That was the prize for a survivor at the time. Yeah. And like, who wants to be a millionaire? Like, that was just the prize money value of the shows that were popular then. Not even getting into the production cost. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which I guess that's the ultimate trick of making this show, right? Like, (laughs) you don't have to pay. People just do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, there are other shows. Tell me about them. <laughs> yeah, so The Bachelor has three spinoffs. Obviously, the best-known Bachelor spinoff is The Bachelorette, which is, you know, the same sh- the same show, except for it's a woman, and there are 25 male suitors, and instead of handing them a long stem rose, she pins a rose corsage onto their lapels, um, often with, you know, little comedic relief moments where people get stabbed or whatever and then there is bachelor pad and bachelor in paradise both of which i do not watch because what i'm an adherent to the traditional romantic formula of the bachelor oh um (laughs) are you for real you're missing out on the best shows i i'm planning on starting this season because i cannot Uh. i if anybody is watching the current season, the the villain Chad, who was just dismissed, is going to be on Bachelor in Paradise, and he I need more of him in my life, so I will be watching Bachelor in Paradise this year. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little defense of these shows. Okay, in here. <laughs> two parts. One, and I think these shows are totally the opposite of one another. Bachelor Pad. The idea was that people had to couple up. And compete against one another and, like, knock each other off the show, right? (laughs) And then at the end, you could, like, agree to, like, share the money or keep the money for yourself. And if both people, like, said, like, oh, I want to keep it, then I, I think it was, like, nobody got the money or, like, you got a smaller portion of it. 
And if you were both like, oh, we want to share it, then you just split the money in half, right? Okay. But if one person was like, I want to keep it, and they got the other person to say, I want to share it, they got all the money. Whoa. So the, there was a dude who was like, a, seemed like a goody goody the whole season, and like he was all, you know, in love, and he tricked the woman that he was partnered with. And she agreed to share it because she was like, oh, well, we're in love. And he said, I want to keep it. And he walked with all the money. And Dang. they never did Bachelor in Paradise again or Bachelor Pad after that because it was like, whoa, that dude is ice cold. Like, that is the coldest move. So quick fast forward. Bachelor Pad. Why? It, or, oh, my gosh. Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Why it's excellent. The idea here is there's like no reward. You just are on a tropical island and everybody's like pairing up with each other. And there's a weird system where women get to vote men off one week and men get to vote off women the next week. Or basically say who stays. So the idea is to like find a person that you actually want to hang out with just so you can stay on a tropical island. There's no prize at the end. And then at the end of the season, the host comes out and he's like, Yo, if you are not planning on like getting married, leave. What? There's no, there's no reason that, that you have to. You don't actually have to get married. He just says it, and everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, I don't know if I'm here for the right reasons." And then you get the greatest moment of reality television, which is these people who all live in LA now because they all want to be celebrities, and they're like, "Hey, do you think this could work? Like, which Whole Foods do you shop at?" Oh. That's so funny. I shop at the same Whole Foods. Yeah, I think we probably could be in a relationship outside of TV. And it's so good. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm excited. No, I'm excited. You sold me. I, I'm, I'm really glad that I could do that. <laughs> um, how? Okay, back, back to the normal show. Yes. And then I promise we'll get to the, the tech stuff. I promise. We'll get, there's going to be so much tech stuff. <laughs> um, how has it changed? since that like original season um well i think the magic of the bachelor is that it doesn't change apart <laughs> apart from the episodes have gotten longer of course because abc is making a killing off of this i would say initially it was a little bit more about like glitz and glamour um the first bachelor went to harvard and i think he has like a pretty prestigious job at microsoft now but there was always they were always whipping out like oh this is a hundred thousand dollar diamond necklace that you get to wear for the night and stuff like that uh there was like 12 helicopter rides per season for a time uh and there was also a period where they did a lot of like adventure activities like zip lining over a river or like scaling a skyscraper or something but i th i think they this is my theory i think they stopped doing that because lots of adrenaline really makes you want a bone and like they the, these women who were going on the adrenaline dates and and men and vice versa they were getting like way further in the show than the producers intended they would always be like nobodies who get like one one on date and then all of a sudden they're in the final four because of <laughs> <laughs> because of the because of the boning. My um, theory is so much more boring. I assumed because the nation went through economic struggles, the show had to reflect that because oh. it was no longer relatable. That but would make I like sense your theory too. way better. No, I I read that um the Gossip Girl ratings like plummeted during the recession, so that would that would make sense. Your theory makes sense. But yeah, so now <laughs> they do like way simpler dates, although there is always like 
spontaneous country music performances. I think that's been a constant since. Yeah, since and train. I feel like at least once every other season, they're like walking down a random path and like I don't know. Thessal and Nikki, and then they're like, oh, look who's around the corner, Train! <laughs> Drops <Yeah>. of Jupiter! <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> it's either Train or, like, a absurdly placed hot tub where you're like, there's no, no one put that, where did that hot tub come from? Last week... What does it plug into? Yeah, right, the, the wood-fired hot tub a couple of weeks ago in the middle of the woods, it was like, okay. Um, yeah, hot tubs country music those are consistent it's gotten a little less a, a little lower on the ritz scale and it's gotten a little more frank about um sex as too too um, yeah <laughs> there used to be some mystery about the overnight dates and they used to like dutifully be like we stayed up all night talking and just growing our connection and the the final three women on the bachelor used to always make presents like to oh. give to the bachelor on the overnight date like scrapbooks yeah. And stuff, which was really weird. I was like, here's my offering. Um, do, you, do you watch the show with closed captions? Yes. I watch everything with closed captions because, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's and the that, right way to do it. That's yeah. how you know what actually happens on... So the fantasy suite is the final three people get to go sleep with the bachelor bachelorette. Uh, and we just see like the outside of the house. But the closed captions describe the exact... Uh, sounds that we're supposed <laughs> to be hearing so it's like hard squishing or like oh, oh my God. R- rough thamping <laughs> it's like oh okay i know exactly how far they got okay here we are at the technology side of things <laughs> i do think i do think social media has been like a huge factor in the bachelor and bachelorette's kind of second life like it it feels to me like it's really blown up in the last five or six years Mm -hmm. and it's become almost cool to watch the show and i'm curious if you could tell us what the social community is kind of like right now around the show sure well um i started live tweeting the bachelor in college um because you know college a time for exploration of your social (laughs) media abilities and reality shows you know that's the type of thing i was really experimenting with in college little did you know you would (laughs) one day be paid for this yeah um so i would say twitter the night of the bachelorette is definitely akin to like any major sporting event um people do not feel obliged to include any context in their tweets it's not like hashtag bachelorette it's just like i assume everyone is watching the bachelorette so i'm gonna tweet who gave these men cupcakes and everyone will know (laughs) what i am talking about um and not just think i'm having an outburst um and also the the bachelor and the bachelorette are like the most infinitely jiffable television programs ever created you have a huge cast of characters all of whom are behaving ridiculously uh, none of whom are very articulate on camera and abc has i think almost all of its major properties live tweet the bachelor like good morning america stays up and live tweets the bachelor and tweets like dozens of gifs that you will then see in recaps the next day and infinitely memed and also all former cast members of The Bachelor and Bachelorette live tweet The Bachelor. My favorite from last season, Olivia, a news anchor from Texas, does a really good live tweet 
of the current season of The Bachelorette because she knows exactly where all of the producer handiwork comes into play and calls it out, which is fun to watch. I don't know. It's basically like it's like watching the Super Bowl only better because what's happening matters because it's about love instead of, you know, toxic masculinity. Just kidding. It's about that, too. Um. <laughs> I, I, I think there are two important things. One, for English speakers, uh, when Caitlin says GIF, uh, that, oh that's uh, English for GIF. <laughs> um, so it's a GIFable show. Um, oh, God. I, the complaints that I'm going to get. Uh, the other thing, I think you hit on something really interesting. These people who are the also-rans, or like former contestants that lost, which is the majority of them, mm-hmm. lost their opportunity at love. <laughs> Um, Forever, it's done. But, like, social media, it feels like it's changed the show in some capacity because, it one, it's given those people, like, entire careers that I don't think were available to people in the early seasons. Like, most of these, like, relatively established contestants go on to advertise for, like, Instagram brands, basically. <laughs> but also, like, ha- it... I can't think of anything else, even professional sports, where very recent uh, participants talk about the kind of like behind the scenes work that goes into who explain how the sausage is made. Yeah. Like, has that ever? I can't think of any entertainment where that is the case. No, me either. I mean, I guess when Game of Thrones actors tweet spoilers five minutes after the episode airs that's the only thing i can think of yeah but this would be like oh the reason they kept that like awful rape scene in the writer's room was for this reason yeah no that's like it would be like people gossiping about the like poor artistic decisions of the show (laughs) yeah which is crazy no they would get they would be written into a death scene in the next episode these people got nothing to to work anywhere (laughs) yeah that's i I guess that's they already lost Love. I don't think we can make that clear enough. They already lost the, the only prize. thing in life that matters. They'll never um, get a second chance. <laughs> yeah, these are 24-year-olds. <laughs> lives are over. Um, do you think the show itself has changed to kind of incorporate or react to social media? Hmm. Let's see. Well, there was like that. I don't. I don't know if the show encouraged this. But I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that horrible interaction between um, the current Bachelorette JoJo and um, a male model named Daniel, who tried to be like do do a damn Daniel joke with her, um, <laughs> referencing obviously like you know the most famous Vine, and she was just like completely. She had no idea what he was talking about, and he was like, "Have you been on the internet?" In the last it's few like, months. no, she just spent the last like 12 <laughs> weeks having the love of her life stripped from her by yeah. another woman. I mean, in the in like the snow globe of the show, I feel like they are obliged to pretend like the Internet doesn't exist and that like, any media of any kind doesn't exist, except for when it's an old school tabloid that just happens to pop up somehow in Uruguay. <laughs> but for the most part, I feel I think they are trying to maintain this like very traditional idea of like, this is the real world, and these people only know about each other, what they're saying right now to each other's faces. And um, they, they pretty much, I think they know the internet is helping them, but for the sake of the, the narrative, they have to pretend it's not there. 
Okay, to kind of wrap up, we'll go back to sports with a few things. How explain how reality TV fantasy sports work and how it's kind of exploded around The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Okay, so um, reality TV sports work the same way that, you know, your fantasy football league works, where at the beginning of the season, you and your friends get together and uh, draft people onto your team based on your first impressions of them, which is often how the producers decide who's going to win the Bachelor or Bachelorette also. So yeah, you get points for things like making out, making out in front of someone else, which is cold-blooded, cursing out a fellow contestant, you know, getting the rose on a two-on-one date, which is where only one person can get a rose, another person has to go home, uh, stuff like that. And then, of course, as your players get kicked off, you stop getting points for them. So whoever has the final person pretty much wins. Anyway... Wait, what was the question? <laughs> I'm just explaining what a fantasy sport. No, are. no, I think that makes sense. I mean, I I like it because <laughs> I think it like it, it puts you in the head of like in football in fantasy football, right? You have to think like a coach who is going to choose who's playing on a team, right? Mm-hmm. And like, oh well, if I were able to play all these people, which I can't in real life, uh, I predict that these sorts of plays would happen. Like, if team with a a running back is playing a team that can't stop a running game i would want to play him i feel like fantasy especially in the bachelor puts you in the mind of the producer Mm -hmm. where it's like oh well maybe this person isn't going to like win at all but i bet the producer is able to trick them into being like a villain and staying on the show for a really long time doing horrible things yeah it's pretty easy like if you start looking for the for the signs of the hands of the producers it's pretty easy to spot i feel like like episode one you can already see who's getting like a final four edit and who's getting like a crazy person edit Um, yeah yeah okay final thing and you kind of mentioned this but you said that uh the bachelor's kind of become like a sporting event like a major sporting event and i think monday night football is my favorite comparison because they both happen on Monday nights (laughs) Uh, and they both seem to like take over Twitter and have this kind of weird feud with one another. Do you think the bachelorette deserves the that same level of respect? I mean, I I do. I'm just going (laughs) to say that I I think I do, but, but to get kind of past that, do you think that people treat it with the same level, level of respect that they do for sports? I would say people definitely think that it's uh, more frivolous than sports, which I personally find almost offensively ridiculous because the NFL is a terrible institution that manipulates taxpayers and covers up sexual assault cases. And The Bachelor has never done anything like that to my knowledge. But (laughs) anyway, um, and I also like what happens on The Bachelor and what happens on a Monday night football game has exactly the same amount of bearing on anyone's day to day life, which is exactly none. So I don't know. I mean, I, I really think it's it's like a battle of people's guilty pleasures. Only people who watch football have deluded themselves into thinking that their guilty pleasure is something more. So whatever. And also the The Bachelor is like painstakingly created like expert television it's so well done it's incredible what they managed to create it's a perfect illusion that they allow you to poke the perfect amount of holes in i love it it's great and i I also think that at this point like people who want to be 
on Twitter and want to be like up with the cultural conversation, like kind of have started watching The Bachelor just out of obligation because you're missing such a a fun part of the conver- the conversation if you don't watch it. It just makes you look like a curmudgeon. I mean, I agree entirely. <laughs> I'm glad that we settled this. Now everybody <laughs> yes, will settled. go and watch it. Um, thank you for being on the show today. No problem. And thank you all for listening and for agreeing to watch uh, The Bachelorette. Uh, I want to thank uh, Andrew Marino, my producer. I want to thank you uh, for going and reviewing our show on iTunes, which if you haven't done already, you're going to do right now because you are so kind and generous. And if you don't do that, that's okay because I have a show that I'm going to recommend you listen to this week and you can leave a review for them. It's called Rose Buddies, and it is by my friends and uh, former colleague at Polygon.com, Griffin McElroy, and his wife, Rachel. And it is all about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and the Fantasy League that I am in. And if that's some weird, perverse thing that you're really fascinated by, the specificity of my Bachelor Fantasy League, well, there's a podcast for that. It's called Rose Buddies. Um, that is it. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. Goodbye. Bye.